Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, so if you run Facebook ads, you probably know how much of a shitstorm it has been with the recent iOS changes. I know for a lot of smaller businesses with smaller budgets, it's been pretty tough. So I got on a guest today. Her name's Andrew Vile. She's spoken at many big conferences. She's really into stand-up comedy and she writes damn good Facebook ads and she's got a really good community behind it too. So I brought Andrea onto the show to have a chat with her about how to really optimize your ads uh, on the creatives especially, and some on the back end too as well on what to say. But uh, without further ado, here's my guest today, Andrea Val. Hey, this is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Andrea Val from andreval.com. We're going to talk about Facebook ads. Super pumped because I know there's a lot of, there's a storm brewing right out there right now. But Andrea, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jules. Great to be here. Yeah. I, I definitely want to jump into Facebook ads, but like I do with all my guests, I love to hear a little bit like of the cliff notes backstory. The cliff notes is like the key word there. Um, but, I love, <laughs> but I love to hear, yeah, a little bit to how you got to where you are today and what's the focus on what you're focusing on right now in your biz. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was uh, laid off from my job about 15 years ago, actually, maybe a little more. I don't even remember. Um, And I knew I wanted to stay home with my two young boys. We were talking about my two, two boys there. And and, um, when they were young, I, I didn't want to go back to an office. So I started doing some things on the side. I had an in-home wine tasting business, which is awesome. And, uh, and used, I started using social media to promote those businesses. And as I was doing that, I was having friends ask about like, Hey, I see what you're doing. Can you help me and teach Mm -hmm. me how to use social media? And then what I noticed is that there weren't any really fun and funny tutorials out there about social media. And I um, was, I really enjoyed explaining it and, and helping people out. So I used one of my improv comedy characters, Grandma Mary's mm. social media edutainer to blog. You and I improv? started, yeah, oh, yeah, and, cool. stand, and stand up. So now I do stand up comedy. And so I just created a, a YouTube channel with her and, uh, started blogging and, and did some crazy things. I blogged in a wig and grandma Mary's motto is if grandma Mary can do it, then you can do it too. And she got kind of cranky and, and. Is that a New Jersey accent? Yeah. (laughs) 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 And I don't even know where that came from. So, and then, uh, and then my blog grew to the point where I got offered to do a book deal with Facebook marketing uh, Facebook market, the dummies series. So Mm -hmm. I wrote Facebook marketing all in one for dummies with Amy Porterfield oh, and cool. Phyllis Care. So we, we co-authored that book. So kind of just a really crazy, I didn't expect any of that to happen and I didn't expect my blog to grow. And now I get to travel all over the world and speak and, and yeah. um, have a thriving business and it grew. 
to a great point where I have now people on my team and it's, it's awesome. I love it. It's just, you never know. Well, that's fantastic. And you know, it was actually, I, I actually love that you had that improv thing. Um, actually, weirdly enough, I had a guest on who, who teaches people how to do improv to improve their public speaking skills. And oh, we did a bit is of that imp- Kathy, Kathy. No, nah, his name was no, Ross. There- Ross. Okay. There's, uh, there's some other people who do some of that, but yeah, it's very, it's, that's actually a great skill to have for speakers and for anyone doing presentations. And yeah, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and so now I do, now I do stand up, So that's fun too. Yeah. Right. And you also do Facebook ads as well. I do. Yeah. Yes. That's my main, yeah. That's now really the core I've really boiled everything down. I used to do all social media as that got more and more complex, I just boiled it down to only, I only do Facebook ads and I have a course and I uh, run ads for clients and I do consulting and speaking. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, the big thing I wanted to talk about today was there's a storm coming. It's been brewing for a bit. We all knew that this iOS update was coming, but yep. let's pretend that someone listening doesn't know what that means. If they're planning to run Facebook ads or maybe yep. they're running Facebook ads and they're like, what? what the hell's going on? Why my ads not performing? Could you, could you tell my audience a little bit about what's happening? Yeah. So the Apple iOS update is allowing people to opt out of tracking for anyone who has the iPhone, iPad, things like that. Um, Tracking will still work on desktop. It still works on Android. And so with that loss of tracking, we're losing two things. We're losing both the capability to point to the fact that our ads were responsible for that lead or that sale. They may still be coming in as leads and sales, but if they've opted out of that tracking, we're not seeing it in our reports. The other thing that it uh, affects is the fact that we're not gonna be able to retarget those people or use those audiences in in lookalikes. So over time, that is going to also degrade a little bit. you know, there's, it's basically our, our reports look worse and aren't quite as optimized. Uh, the Facebook pixel was really uh, everything to the way yeah. Facebook ads worked. And so it's a big challenge. It's affecting, I like to make sure people know that this is affecting all platforms, Google, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Pinterest, any, any ads platform that has tracking is also being affected by this change. Yep. It's just that Facebook signals were really relying on on that most more than maybe some other platforms. Um, Google has different signals, search and things like that. So uh, it's 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 a big big the biggest change I've seen yeah. with in my eleven years of working on Facebook ads. So ro- rock the boat, right? So is it is it? it- 50% or is it a bit lower or a bit higher around there it, of Apple it users? It really depends. So again, it's like kind of, it. I haven't seen any, um, I see, I've seen some early statistics talking about how many people are actually opting out of that tracking and Android users versus versus uh, iPhone is is somewhere in that 50% range. I can't mm. remember the exact number. It, it is very evenly split. Um and there are things you can do to help mitigate this. And, and you may be, you were probably already going there, but I always like to jump, no, no, to, the, I jump to, to the end. So one of the things, some of the things that you can do to mitigate this problem are to really rely on your own tracking a little bit more. Have a dedicated page or dedicated place where you're sending that traffic and really then knowing that anything that is opted in or sold from that page is due to Facebook ads. Now, the problem is we're not going to, 
you know, we're losing some on the attribution to which ad or which audience, you know, there's also some debate as to whether UTM links are working or will continue to work mm. or things like that. So, so there are some things with tracking that you can do. Um, the other thing that's still working is anything that's happening within Facebook, like lead generation ads or, you know, anything that is internal to Facebook. So some, and some people are even like just really focusing on desktop or Android users and, you know, just so that they have that, that continued data, but that, I don't yeah. know if that's a great solution because yeah. it's cutting out a lot of people. Yeah. And for some reason, Apple people have, it seems like they have a lot of expendable, this is just an assumption that they have more expendable income. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they pay a premium, so maybe they've, yeah. <laughs> that's an assumption. I'm not saying yeah, it's true, but yeah. you see someone with one Apple product and then they got everything. You're like, all right. Yep. Okay. So they, yep. got a bit, they got a bit of money. Um, but the, the reason why I wanted to bring up all this iOS thing, cause I heard a really good quote. Um, someone brought up the Dan Kennedy quote, whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins. Have you heard that one before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they were saying any update like this is actually good for people who know how to market correctly because it's weeding out all the people who've just relied on ads to piggyback them basically. And that the people who are able to know how to monetize the back end properly are the ones who are going to come out of this. So I just wanted your thoughts on that. Is, is that the mindset you had or how are you going to help clients or how are you planning on helping clients? Yeah, basically Facebook ads are still working. It's not that they have stopped working completely. They're still working in, and we just have to adjust and, and pivot a little bit and just get really smart about what kinds of tactics and strategies that we are using. And, you know, we were, you were talking about storytelling as well. We have to make sure our ads are really, really great. We can't just mm-hmm. get by with crappy ads anymore because we have to, um, you know, if there's going to be a little bit of a higher cost, we need to make sure that our ads are performing as well as they can. So, you know, really honing in on what's working, you can still see data about things that are working, click-through rate, cost per click, things like that, that are showing you signals as to what might be happening down further down the pipeline as well. So yeah, it definitely, it definitely is going to, I think, ultimately hurt the the real small business solopreneur business owner doesn't have a lot of, of budget to spend. Um, but that being said, you know, a good product is always going to do well. You're going to, you know, if you've got a great product or a great service, yeah, lots of proof. You're, yeah. You're just are, are still going to be able to do well. And a lot of these people might've been used to super low cost per lead or, Two cent leads. Who, who doesn't yeah. want that? Yeah. 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 They're, you know, that just, it's just going to be a little bit of an adjustment, I think. And I think it's more important than ever to diversify. So one of the things that I'm telling my clients, you know, open up, start working on YouTube ads, Google ads, things like that, and explore other platforms. Mm, okay. And just out of curiosity for my audience, you know, the type of offers that you say, so you set up Facebook ad for a client. Um, what okay i'm just curious to know like what kind of clients you serve so that way yep. we sort of contextualize are they leading to an opt-in uh, like a low yeah, ticket offer yeah. a call right i specialize a little bit more in people who are launching a product or service a digital product or service i don't do e-commerce really um i have in the past it's it you know it's pretty you have to um it's pretty can be pretty tough because you've really 
it's hard to harder to scale for a low cost product. So a lot of times I do, I'm working on, um, you know, people who have a course or people who have a coaching program, something like that. That's really my specialty. And, and then from there, it's really, you know, lots of people have, I've worked with lots of varieties of clients, like, Mm. you know, anyone from veterinarians to dentists to, um, you know, to people who do more B2B things like that. So there's a lot of different ways that Facebook ads still work. Okay. Well, that's really good because a lot of the listeners are in that category of coaches, consultants, yeah. course creators. So what would that journey look like? I know this is a podcast. We can't get too nitty gritty, but what's that journey look like from podcast to purchasing or getting on a call with one of your clients from the ad? Yeah. So you mean like what is what kind of Facebook ads are you setting up to get them to that sale? Is that what yeah. you mean? Okay. So I didn't explain that properly. So like yeah. obviously they're not going to see one ad and just be like, great, I'm, I'm interested. Or maybe they do, yeah. but there might be yeah. a few different follow-up, maybe add one, two, three. Um, right. Is there a landing page they go to? Is there something they have to exchange an email for? What do they follow up? Yeah. With yeah. So, t- yeah. so typically you're doing something like some type of list building to start out with where you're making some sort of offer. It could be maybe, um, and it helps if there's some sort of transformation in that free offer. So it could be something that they're learning with a video series, something that they are doing in a challenge. Maybe it's like a seven day challenge or something like that, that gets them a transformation with that. Um, It could even just be a masterclass or even Ebooks or quizzes can also help provide information. Mm. Quizzes um, are great for kind of uh, people love to take quizzes and then and then it kind of showcases some things that they might not have known about because that is sometimes the thing that you're trying to do is educate people what they don't the gap, know yeah, what the about are. that. Yeah. So so then um, that gives them more demand for that product. So um, yeah, it's basically your you're starting out with some sort of list list builder, list generator yep. offer, and then you might have a sequence of ads that is then um, selling the product. You might have a, a different offer. You might have something else, like maybe you start with a quiz, then you do a ebook, then you sell the product or a quiz, then a webinar, then a masterclass or whatever. Something like that could be um, the journey for that. And then it um, then you make that offer with retargeting ads. So yeah, that's kind of the sequence. Uh, and there's lots of different formulas that people use. I, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Walker yep. product launch formula. Definitely. I, um, I work in that space as well, or there's also like high ticket coaching clients that people different formulas for doing that. And, and so, yeah, it, it can vary sometimes. Maybe you're booking a call, things like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to follow up on this, um, on this list building ad because that could be really valuable, but it could also be very expensive if you just yeah. don't, don't follow the right strategy right. and framework. So yeah, obviously when you give something good for, for, for the free exchange for the email, but there's so many people out there doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing that works in getting people from the ad to giving their email address that works? Yeah, for sure. You have to kind of make sure all the math works because that's what it is. It's a math equation on how much you can pay per lead 
Mm -hmm. in order to make that conversion. And so, you know, if you've only got a 2% conversion on the back end and your product is only a hundred dollars, you're, you're not going to be able to pay for that much per lead, you know, at, at the front end. So, so you've got to kind of work out the math on how that, how that all fits and, um, and really know your numbers. So that's why it's so important to track all of that. Um, the, you know, it, you do want to, there's other different types of lead magnets that also work better. So what I'm seeing is it's getting more expensive for webinars, for example. So Mm. um, even if you just use a masterclass or a, you know, training series, sometimes that can be a little bit cheaper. I think webinars, people don't necessarily want to attend a webinar as much anymore. And now what's going to happen? (laughs) Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to really wow them and do something a little bit different to get them to sign up at a, at a cheaper rate. So yeah, it's, she's saying a free PDF or an ebook ain't going to cut anymore. Yeah. And, and those will oftentimes downloadables, instant downloadables will oftentimes get a lot of people signed up quickly, but they're not necessarily engaged. They're not good leads. Was what you said. Yeah. They, they may not be, you know, they may not consume that content and that's what it's all about, right? Getting first, getting them on the list, getting them to consume the content, then, you know, being able to uh, tell them about your offer. It's, it's a challenge a lot along the way. And like you said, we need to do the math in order to make it all worthwhile. So let's just say they're running a $5,000 course. They opt in for something. They get a lot of value out of it. Um, This this is what I do for a living as well. It's like, how do you actually get someone from an email onto a book call, for instance, or like get them to purchase your course? What what does that follow-up sequence look like? Or is that something you're not really touching yeah, I don't touch the I don't touch the back end quite as much. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're doing retargeting ads to people who have opted into something or added something to the cart or something a little more segmented. You do have to have a decent number of uh, a decent amount of traffic in order to do retargeting ads. Typically, it's somewhere around a thousand. So you, if you're, I mean that can be that can be smaller. Facebook doesn't really release those numbers, but mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes it's lower. It just depends a little bit. So, um, you know, if you're, if you only have like a hundred people on a list, you're not going to be able to retarget those people very easily. So you have to have decent numbers in order to send an ad to them at that next phase. But, um, but yeah, the, it is, you know, it is like watching those numbers to say, okay, how many people are opening the email? How many people are reading the email? Sometimes it's just getting them to engage in some way you know, having a prompt to write them, write you back or whatever it might be um, that, that can be a little bit help, helpful to, to keep them engaged through the sequence. Yeah. No stress. Um, I completely understand what you're saying. Always, yeah. Always trying to get that engagement, like you said, because it's such a big difference between someone just growing a list that with numbers on it, that <laughs> maybe they just give you some junk email address or as people who yeah, yeah. Want, want to actually participate, want to know more, and yep. obviously the best way to do that was stories. Actually, one of the best ways that I found with clients who were running Facebook ads was just to first off, like make them feel really safe that getting on the call, they're not going to get pitched or whatever. Right. And the next few days, we're just using stories and proof, stories and proof. Right. And right, that just right. that just skyrocketed their response rate. Um, yep. rather, and then obviously the retargeting ads, like you just mentioned, Andrea, is, uh, is, is a really smart way to move forward. Is this with all this retargeting ads and stuff and... um 
ad strategy. I haven't actually touched the ads platform for like two years. Are we, are we, are we just letting Facebook decide where it gets retargeted to? Or are you creating campaigns like, okay, I want to go to Instagram stories. I want to go just in the feed or. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. So retargeting and placement um, definitely a lot of times with retargeting ads, I am recommending all placement. Uh, I don't typically recommend all placement when you're creating an ads because um, I just see better, um, better reaction, better engagement on the feed itself. Uh, and unfortunately now Facebook is, um, has taken away just recently taken away some capability of us being able to see like the breakdown report to see like what, where they're participating. So you almost do have to separate out each campaign and placement into yep. its own set if you really want to know which placement's working. Um, But with retargeting ads, a lot of times because the audience is small and because they're familiar with you and because you're probably trying to do something like really get them to take action at that point, then I'm a lot of times using all placement to just show up in lots of different places. And it's kind of fun because I get, I get emails from people when I'm running campaigns for myself. They're like, Hey, I just saw your ad on Duolingo. And I just saw your ad over here. And I just saw your ad on Skype and I saw your ad, you know, so it's kind of fun. And, and, um, uh, but you know, one thing you need to watch out for is in the placement section is that Facebook does partner with these other sites off of Facebook. And if your ad isn't optimized and, and looking right for Mm, that, for that placement, you want to make, you're not going to get results and that's going to be kind of a waste of money. So you, so you want to make sure you, you optimize your ad for um, what it might look like on another, on another site. Well, that's actually really interesting that you said that because I have, my podcast app is called, um, I forgot, whatever, but now it's got ads yeah. and I thought, oh, these are really good podcast ads, but it turns out they're Facebook ads and they are super optimized so that I can read it, you know, on the little square yeah. of say like the podcast artwork, right. like they've got a header, they've got um, a subhead, they've got subtitles, yeah. animations going on, like yep. really good stuff. And yeah. I've only seen one that just doesn't quite hit the mark. So yeah. Is that what you mean by you need to have this, if, you, if you're going to retarget and you're going to send it everywhere over the web, you got to have yep. it, something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You want to make sure you're looking at how it looks in the different, in the different sections and cause it, it is important. Okay. But that, that's what I wanted to follow up with. Cause sometimes I see ads where it's just like an image and a story, whereas other ones it's like full on, it's like, you can tell it's very promotional. Like, like I said, headline it's it's bold there's colors mm-hmm. there's animations going on mm-hmm. is, is this just something we just got to test we're going to do a whole bunch of yeah different media? you really you really need to test and certainly you know you know your audience typically what they like and respond to and and your brand as well so if your brand isn't bold flashy colors and flashing animation then it doesn't make sense to to create an ad like that but oftentimes i i do find like long form story ads are some of the best types of ads to use to get the opt-in someone's already warmed up they're kind of feeling a connection with you um it you know again it depends a little bit on what you're promoting what you're selling you know if it's just like uh you know if it's something that in the e-commerce space a lot of times shorter text is better but um, yeah, it, it, 
you do have to kind of test and see. So definitely test the audiences and then test the images for sure. And test and testing headlines and testing. Yeah. And, and headlines. So if you only have a limited budget, what I'm typically suggesting is really focusing on testing the audiences Mm -hmm. and the images and um, don't get quite as nitty gritty into all the headlines. That being said, you know, sometimes uh, an ad can fall flat, but if you've, you know, review your ad with people to see, is this compelling or interesting or how can this be stronger, but don't, you know, just like minuscule changes in the headlines sometimes aren't going to move the needle in the biggest way that just audiences and images might. Yeah. So you're saying the big levers are audiences, images. Once you're seeing a better response to that, then you might want to be testing a headline. Right. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, now I've got a good picture of what's going on in the Facebook ads world. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah. I want to transition towards something to ask a few questions about you, Andrea. I'm curious to know, you know, what's what's the uh, big vision for you in the next six to 12 months inside of your business? Yeah, so I've been um, really growing the uh ads services that I've been doing. We've been, um, I've been hiring people. And for a long time, I was kind of like, not sure if I wanted to grow that part of my business. Cause I did lots of different things with speaking and with, um, training and my course and things like that. But I've really decided to dive in. I, I love running ads. It's kind of, I just, I think yeah. it's fun most of the time, except through the last in iOS has been a little, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I do, I do like being able to help entrepreneurs grow their business. It's so exciting for me. So I'm going to be growing that side of my business we're adding more in Google and YouTube as well on um, services on that side to to help people diversify. So that's kind of an exciting thing. And I really hope that we get back into some more speaking and uh, conferences coming up because I love travel and I love speaking at events. So can't wait for that to open back up. Oh, what's, what are some good events you're looking forward to if my listeners are in the state? Are you in the States? Yes, yes, I'm in the States and um, I um, I love every year. I have not missed a year of social media marketing world. That's typically in the spring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's all good to go from what I've heard. Um, I'm looking at hopefully going and uh, uh, exploring traffic and conversion in San Diego in September. I've never been to that event. It's it's typically been back to back with another event. And I found out if I do two conferences back to back, it takes me like two, it's just too much to recover. A lot of people you got to follow up with as well, which makes it a little bit less wild. Like that's a whole, that's more than half the reason I would want to go is just the people more than the Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, and then, um, hopefully I don't, I haven't heard on this yet, but they, um, this event, I spoke at, um, digital marketing Skillshare in Bali, um, oh, it's near me. Were, you can come yes, say hello. I know, I know. And um, I, I spoke there two years ago. They canceled it last year, and I'm hoping they're going to be on this year. We'll see. I haven't touched base with them in a little bit, but yeah, fingers crossed. Yes, uh, we, we can't actually leave the country, which sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not letting us. I know, I know. I've heard, and the quarantine is is pretty brutal. If if you were to leave, right, or are they're not even letting you leave? Oh, let's not let's not go there on the podcast because okay. it's only good. <laughs> it's only good vibes here. Only talking about good that's stuff. That's right. That's uh, right. I do want to follow up about your vision and and, and everything else. So, um, 
maybe it's not so relevant because it, it sounds like you had like a good vision and a good goals. Um, but is there one thing, you know, that you need to focus on that you might be a little bit scared of that, that you know, you need to focus on in order to achieve those yep. goals? Yep. One of the things, and this is outside of my, um, outside of my business, but one of the goals I've had is to write a screenplay. And I really, I've, I actually, continually block out time on my calendar calendar for it, but things crop up. So I need to get much better about defending that time so I can write that screenplay. So that's something I want to do. A screenplay, like for a movie? Yeah. Yeah. What's the theme? It's, um, it's my midlife crisis. That's going to be the theme. <laughs> we, are we projecting it through a fictional uh, character yeah, no, it's it's like um it's like if you've ever heard of bridesmaids it's like going to be like bridesmaids um has a midlife crisis <laughs> so it's, it's part comedy oh it's all comedy yeah okay i'm not are you going to get like a kickstarter behind it to fund it and uh and, uh, I don't know. Or he's going to run some know. Facebook ads to just to. That's just right. To that's right. It. I mean, that's what I'm a huge proponent of is, you know, it, one of the things that I love and one of the things that were a key to my success, and I'm sure your success as well, is when you are publishing, you're the, you're your own publisher. So you've got to own your content. And so you can do anything. If you own that content, you control it. Um, and you're not waiting for someone to, to, tap you and say yeah say that um you're you know we want you to do this you can start now okay yeah yeah so now so yeah it's that's definitely a powerful thing so i'm not sure if i'm gonna also produce the screenplay or just pitch it to to people but we'll see there's lots of options written directed and produced by (laughs) andrew i don't know how people do that that is (laughs) i do i do all the roles too i'm gonna do all the roles i've got a lot of wigs (laughs) Well, I was, I, was, I was actually stunned when Bradley Cooper did A Star Is Born. Like he did everything. Yeah, that was So amazing. much effort into that. I'm like, paid off, but like, man. Yeah, yeah. That's an next that was, level commitment. He was amazing in that movie, but yeah, that's a lot. Well, if we're talking about commitment, let's, let's uh, I want to segue into um, what's the best place for my audience to find you, to get to know if they want to work with you. You know, is there some place that they can get in touch with you? Yeah, just head over to my website, andreaval.com. And I've got my blog there. I've got my, you know, information about all the things that I'm, I'm doing. And I have a little bit of my comedy there too. So there's a bonus. Do we, do we get a hint of what the comment, do you have it's just like a my stand-up? Yeah. My stand-up, you can go see some stand-up clips there too. But do we have like, can you tase the audience? Like if you're interested in the little, if you're thing. interested in, uh, uh, I don't know. I talk a lot about my boys and parenting challenges. So there's that. I joke that my, um, my standup set is about my failings as a mother and my midlife crisis. So <laughs> is, it, is it clean comedy or is it family? Oh, it, it is. It is friendly? clean. It is. It's family friendly. So at least the, especially the stuff I put on my website. So I don't okay. do much. I, I don't do too much non non family friendly, friendly stuff. I like to push the edge every once in a while, but you're not going to find only that in the green room behind only that is only live that is you have to come to my show to see that stuff yeah <laughs> we, we take your cameras we take your phones we lock the doors <laughs> and then we go we take yeah, i'm just kidding yeah yeah thanks a lot for coming on the show today andrea awesome it's great to great to be here Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests' freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them, maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast, you're going to find 
all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.